Evolution.org 540 episode. Steve and the Mobster, and we're going to talk about supplements that are a waste of money in bodybuilding. And this one's going to be really, really interesting one. So these one we're going to talk about. Mobster and I are going to take different um, you know, angles on this. We're going to kind of go over the supplements that you're wasting your money on and, and just give you some of our opinions, some some facts on these products, and, and go from there. So let me start off uh, with, with a supplement that is pushed a lot in the bodybuilding world. And I'm going to explain why. Uh, BCAAs, brain-chain amino acids. And first of all, they're pushed a lot because they're very, very cheap to produce. They're very, very legal to sell. And there's, I don't see any way they'd ever be banned because, um, you know, again, they don't do anything. So, I mean, why would why would they ban them? You know, they, they want to ban things that actually do things, right? So, I mean, for the most part, unless it's like natural, like found in nature. Um, but it, here's my point. Uh, I'm not trying to be facetious on this, but look, here's my point on this. Uh, brain chains and amino acids. Do we need them? Yes. Do we need as much as supplement companies want you to think we need them? Of course not. So here's the thing. All of you listening to this, you can afford internet. You can afford an iPhone to listen to this. You can afford, you know, to go on social media. So I'm going to make the assumption that you can afford to eat a lot of food. So the food that you're eating throughout the day, you are getting more brain-chain amino acids than you could possibly need to build muscle. Yeah. I don't care if you're a professional bodybuilder or you're just a weekend gym rat who goes to the gym once or twice a week. I don't care. You're going to get enough. So to supplement brain-chain amino acids boils down to not just a waste of money, but I will also argue that it's actually hindering your results because what's happening is you're getting too much of it and now you're giving your body more work to do. So they want you to take BCAAs before your workout. They want you to take them during your workout. They want you to take them post-workout. They want you to take them before bed. They want you to take them when you wake up. Okay. There is such thing as getting the fuck out of your body's way. All right. So during your workout, why don't you let your body go through a lot of trauma during your workout and a lot of stress without giving it more stress? And then the same thing before bed. Why the fuck would you take a BCA before bed? Doesn't make any sense. Oh, but Steve, I want my muscles to grow while I'm sleeping. If you get the hell out of your body's way and let your body rest and repair itself, it will grow. Tom Brady sleeps in a soundproof, lightproof, quiet room on $5,000 sheets on a 20... $5,000 mattress or $50,000 yeah. mattress. He takes his sleep very seriously. He gets eight hours of sleep. Nobody bothers him. Nothing is allowed in his bedroom except sleep. He takes it very, very seriously. And he's been able to anti-age that way. So if you want to, you, you got to, you got to repair and rest your body. You got to live in a quiet place and you got to do it that way. Otherwise you're not going to repair yourself. So throwing BCAs at your body is just a waste of money. And they push it because they're making money off pushing it. But stop taking your BCAs and you actually get better results. Mom's going to chime in on that a little bit and get into your. Yeah. So I, I would jump in here, Steve, and say, uh, guys, where medical science got the information regards to training amino acids and the usefulness for the human body, 
was from a couple of sources. And and what happens sometimes with these kind of us being bodybuilders and weightlifters and, and, and we skew the logic because we take it outside of those circumstances. So, for example, Steve, burn victims, people that are unable to eat certain kinds of food because of some medical condition, because of an injury or whatever else. You know, so, for example, uh, steroids, for example, we know are given to burn victims. So I mean, branch training amino acids and uh, meal replacements and forms of meal replacements, especially if you've got muscle wasting or some sort of uh, cancers, for example. But we, that's not what we're looking at. That's because we haven't got those situations. I would hope that you aren't, aren't a burns victim here in the gym, guys, for obvious reasons. And, it, and, and I tell you what, even if they use the college students and they go and they get them to do a study, and it's part of a research for, for another college student at a university or a college. And what happens is as often as not, in order to, again, skew the results, they will have them on a restricted diet or they'll, they'll just give the amino acids, for example, to marathon runners. And what they want to do and what they need to do to prove the science that's being useful for us athletes is to give them to athletes. And even then, and I'll use bodybuilders as an example, I can think of a couple of circumstances where what Steve just said might be wrong, but only if, for example, as one example, the athlete is on a super crazy, really, really low restricted diet. So uh, literally, you know, a thousand calories a day or less, Steve, or, or you know, they're coming into a competition. And then, but how many of you listeners are fall into that category? How many, as Steve says, and I've done this, I used to sell at a protein company. I sold supplements. We push supplements that we believe in on this uh, website, uh, on this podcast, and we're going to get into that in a minute. So, for example, the studies that come to do with protein research, Steve, is like, you know, if if you're an Ethiopian famine victim, the first thing they give you is this. They, if you've just come out of a concentration camp, the first thing they give you is this, and so on and so forth. And they were doing like the minimum amount that a person should be able to get by on every single day and not have muscle wasting, and so on and so forth. We exceed that by some margin, pretty much. I mean, bodybuilders would look at the numbers and laugh, Steve. And because we're eating food, like you said earlier on, it's not an issue. But when you look at the numbers, I think, I think, and guys, listeners, please feel free to correct me. It was somewhere between 70 and 90 grams a day. I think it was 70 grams is like keep you going stuff. 90 grams is enough per day for you to do other bits and pieces. And some of you are and I don't think it applies to listeners, but some Joes out there, general public, have such piss poor diets that maybe they're not eating 90 grams. But as an example, Steve, if you and I sit down and have a 400 gram, so a little bit around a one pound steak, a 16 ounce steak, just every so often there's a hundred grams of protein in there. It's about 25% protein, a hundred grams. So in one meal with one piece of food, we exceed the daily requirements, nearly everybody else on the planet. And again, this is uh, some small, small skinny guy in this country versus the average American, the average Brit the average European. So, yeah, I mean, in reality, with the food, if we're eating a tuna, if we're eating a chicken, if we're eating a steak, we are nowhere near needing to then supplement branch chain amino acids on top. It kind of almost ironically a joke. Back to you, Steve. All right, so let me finish up another one. Protein powders, uh, all kinds of powders, uh, uh, vegetable powders. You see these greens powders. You've got... Uh, Oh, Soy yeah. powders, hemp powders, all this stuff. You got to remember, these powders are not natural. They're made in a factory, all right? They're processed. Ironically, you know, this is the ironic thing about, about it, is supplement companies, they actually promote 
whey isolate over whey concentrate, which is fine. Okay. Whey isolate, you know, is supposedly easier to digest, which for a lot of you out there, it's maybe a little bit easier to digest, but it's still not easy to digest. You're still digesting a powder. But here's the thing. Ironically, the whey concentrate would be better for you. It's higher in fat. It's more natural. It's less processed, right? It's less filtered. It's less processed. So that's the ironic thing. But we have these, these gurus in the industry who push and push and push. So in the 80s, what happened was these guys came up with the idea, let's push whey protein powder. Let's push them down people's throats, put them in the magazines, make people think they need protein powder. Oh my God, I need a protein powder after my workout or I'm going to lose my gains. goes back to my earlier point, guys. You want a protein powder before you work out, during your work, and after your workout, before bed. Now you came up with the idea, oh, you got to have cassian before bed because it's a slow digesting protein powder. How does that even make sense? Why would you want something to slowly digest while you're sleeping at night? You want your body to have even more work while it's trying to rest and repair the, your, your body and heal that the, the war you put it through. So again, it goes back to my point, the protein powders and all these powders are actually hindering you. Now, here's the thing. If you insist on a protein powder, do what Mobster does. Mobster drinks protein powders. Get one that is unsweetened, as pure as you can be, and as least processed as possible. That's what you want to get. But 99% of protein powders out there are horrible. And I'm going to get into this in, an, in the next segment. And I'm going to go over some of the ingredients that supplement companies put in their foods. Like if you're drinking a protein powder and it tastes like a sh an ice cream shake that you would get yeah. at Dairy yeah. Queen or whatever, do you really think that's going to help you build muscle? I mean, come on, let's use common sense here. They, it's basically just junk food, fake food. It's a treat. All right. So me personally, you won't see me putting any type of powder in my system. I follow a natural whole food diet. I'm not going to do now. The only powder that I'll take is maybe an electrolyte powder, because if I'm sweating a lot, I'm dehydrated. I live in a hot climate, an overly hot climate. It's a hundred degree heat index every day, 100, 105, 110 degree. All right. And it's way, way too hot. And I would like to get some electrolytes to help me get through that. So I'm not like drinking a gallon of water all day and like pissing every, every minute, you know? So that's how that makes me come. But other than that, you're not going to see me ever consume a powder. Um, you know, I stick to a natural diet. So mobster touched on that a little bit and then get to your next segment. Uh, we have a lot to talk about on this podcast. So, so really quick touch in, on that. I'll, yeah. I'll jump in. I'll actually say, because Steve just reminded me what I think Steve was about to say, right? So here you go, guys. First things first, every nutritionist, bodybuilding coach, whatever alive will tell you, ideally, you want a small meal if you want to have anything at all. And so real food versus a powdered food. Now, I take protein, as Steve says, and here's what Steve was getting at, and I'll say it for all, Steve. The nicest tasting protein powders, and a lot of you guys have got such a sweet tooth from the food that you're having daily, and again, this is outside of the bodybuilding and iron game, as well as us, our typical listener the uh, food with sugars and glucose strips and whatever else. So in our protein powders, and let me, I'll pick on one specifically here, Steve, uh, the biggest selling flavor of a very well-known, especially back in the day, they were probably the biggest at that time in the industry. I'm not going to name them, but their number one flavor was uh, cake batter mix. And they were using, an, I think, a com combination of concentrate and isolate to give the beginning about 80, 85% protein. But by the time they finished, and this is one of Steve's bugbears, 
the colorings, the flavorings, the additives, the emulsifiers, the everything else that they'd added, they reduced it from about 85% down to about 67.5% protein. In other words, the only reason that the people that were buying it by the bucket load liked it so much is because, to put it crudely, Steve, it was full of crap to make it taste nice, to make it palatable. And like Steve says, I will have two scoops. When I train after this podcast, I'll have one or two scoops. I mean, it's about 40 grams of protein. It's got nothing in it, Steve. I think there's a tiniest bit of soy or some fair lysy thin. There's an emulsifier, so it mixes up well, guys. And that's like 0.2%. There is nothing else in there. It's, it tastes like thick water, guys. There's nothing added to it. And that uh, apparently, as Steve said, actually makes it digestible. So, yeah, look at the amount of, and, and I'll put it crudely, Steve, here, crap that's been added just to make it palatable for those of you that have got a problem having unflavoured or whatever else, and then say, do I really? Some of you are actually allergic to the flavouring. Some of you are allergic to the colourings. When you look at where these E numbers come from and what they actually are, one, I don't think it gets used that much in bodybuilding, thank goodness, but one of them actually comes from the carapace, uh, the wing carapace of a beetle to give a certain particular colour added to food, Steve. And when you start looking at stuff like that, is it digestible yet? Is that what you really want in your food when you're supposed to be, guys, all about the health of the muscle? No, it's not. Right, let me do something else for you guys. And this is like a sort of uh, why some products cost more than others and why some products are just not as effective as they would make you think. And I'll use a great example here, and I will mention a very, very, very solid-ass product which I'm a huge fan of from Need to Build Muscle, and that's N2 Joint RX. N2 Joint RX is, by the way, it sounds, a joint product. It's a connective tissue, bone, uh, all the ingredients in there are around your joints, your, your tendons, your connective tissue, and even the fascia that's around your muscle, and it helps you when you're abusing yourself, as we do in the gym, to not have sore joints, to not wear away the ends of your bone, and so on and so forth. Now, I'm oversimplifying that, guys, but you know what I mean. You're going to get sore elbows, sore knees, sore backs, just from doing crazy weights. Sometimes that muscle soreness, but sometimes it's because you're inflaming the areas around your joints. Into Joint RX is an amazing product. So let me hold it up briefly, without getting specific numbers, because I haven't got a tub in front of me, but I've looked at the numbers before. There are very, very large GNC in America, Holland and and GNC in this country that will sell you deals and supermarkets and uh, discount stores, deals on the, uh, products like uh, joint products. And when you look at them, one of the number one ingredients, which we all know is fantastically effective, Steve, for a joint product is glucosamine sulfate. It comes from, there's two ways of producing it, but the original way, which is the one I'm going to refer to, I believe come from, uh, the shells of uh, shellfish. That's why they're called shellfish, of course. And so they've broken this, the shellfish shell down, and that's where the glucosamine came from. I believe there's a vegetarian form now, Steve. I haven't got any idea. Probably done in a vat how it's produced. But simply, this ingredient is amazing for many people, myself included, helping us with their sore joints. Now, so this is the sort of stuff you should be looking for. You need to be looking for the dose that was used in the original studies that said glucosamine sulfate was amazing. And the dose was, off the top of my head, 1,500 milligrams, a gram and a half. And the people that use that, that put on a daily basis for a certain period of time during the study 
found that they had less soreness around the joints where previously they'd had soreness before. Scale of 1 to 10, it was reduced or it disappeared. Now, if you go to a discount store or GNC or Holland and Barrett, you're hard pushed, Steve, to find any product and especially discounted and sell products that have anything like an effective dose. I've seen products. I've got one here that's quite good, Steve, that I'm using right now, only because I've got only two John Oryx in the house. And the dosage in here that they would have you per serving is 768 milligrams. And this is actually quite good. But that's still half the effective dose that was done in the study. Now, you've got products, guys, that you can go to your local health food store, GNC, all in the barracks, whatever, and they're 300 milligrams per day or 400 milligrams per day. They're $10 for a month. They're nowhere near the effective and or proper dose. It's just, So what are they doing? They'll say this is the recommended daily. No, it's not. It's not in the study. It's not an effective dose. It's got nothing else in it. An example against Steve with, with uh, N2Joint RX is not, it's actually slightly overdosed because there's another thing, guys. When you take the 1500 milligrams, you do not absorb or utilize all 1500 milligrams. That's why the dose needs to be a gram and a half because by the time it's got into your body, it's actually been reduced. I think it's about two thirds. So N2Joint RX is actually slightly overdosed in terms of the glucosamine. It then includes other ingredients like chondroitin, scissors, uh, MSM, and so on, Steve. There's a bunch of ingredients in there. I actually, actually give this to the uh, father of my girlfriend. He was only taking one capsule a day. Should have been taking the, the, the recommended daily dosage. And he was having relief when he wasn't even taking the proper dose. That's how effective that product is for me to build muscle. Hold them up, Steve. This is the reason why people sometimes say, oh, I've got this like $10 or $20 or $30 product for my local health store. The, the guy behind the counter recommended it. Guys, you just, you could, and again, we're on the internet. We're doing this podcast. You can find out this information. You can even look, Steve, at the original studies and the references. And you can see that they, in, you know this from studies, lower dose didn't work, medium dose didn't work, high dose worked. So why would we then buy a cheap-ass product that's not need to build muscle and not take an effective dose and not get the full results to save a buck? It's just, it doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever, Steve. This is why yeah. sometimes you need to spend $100 or $110, get a three-month supply, and make sure that the right ingredients are in there. And guys, I'll give you an example, both with glucosamine back in the day at the right dosage and N2Joint RX. If I stop taking those products, or the right amount of product, I notice it within 10 to 14 days. I literally start to get pains around my joints that have not been giving me any problems for absolute ages. What about you, Steve? Yeah, N2BM has really good products. I like them because they're natural. Um, the creatine, for example, has creatine. I mean, what a concept. It doesn't have added dyes. It doesn't have added sugars. It doesn't have added fillers in there, you know, other trash. Uh, N2Guard, the number one selling supplement, from N2BM, one of the top sup support supplements you'll find. In my opinion, the number one support supplement in the world, N2Guard. 44 ingredients, all natural, no crap, no fillers. Yeah. Yeah. Let me go through some of these fillers that I'm seeing in these supplements. This is stuff you guys are putting in your body. Just read the ingredients and ask yourself, can I find any of this in nature? Unbleached enriched flour made in a factory, heavily processed, we shouldn't be putting this in our body. Dextrose. It's a sugar. It's sugar. Yeah. You shouldn't yeah. put sugar in your body. We get enough sugar already. Why the hell do we need more? Hydrogenated oils. 
Horrible for you. Soybean oil is all hydrogenated. Horrible for you. These are refined. Um, look at high fructose corn syrup. I cannot believe they're still putting this in our foods. It's not even legal in, in your side of the, the pond, Robster, to put high fructose corn syrup and things. Causes diabetes, causes obesity. How the hell is this helping you and your fitness goals to put this crap in your body? So these are just lazy, cheap companies. They produce these crappy products and they sell it and they put a big bodybuilder with muscles on it. And then they pay bodybuilders on social media to promote them. That's all this is happening here, guys. It's a piece of junk sucralose. This doesn't belong in our body. It's a chemically altered sweetener made in a lab. How does that how does that have, how does that help you guys? I mean, it 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 just doesn't make any sense. And how nice of them they add lactase. You know, that's like one of the ingredients they add. Oh, how nice of them they add lactase at the end, which is a, a an enzyme that helps yeah. break down uh, dairy in the body. So that's like the one good thing they put in there: lactase. Everything else is crap in this product. I can look at another product here. It's advertised as being healthy: maltodextrin. Okay. They, they, and this is another trick they do, moms, are natural flavors. Oh, my God, I hate that. You don't know what that is. What, what does that even mean? Um, you know, and of course, at the end, the last ingredient, they have to throw in sucralose just because they haven't done sugar. enough to More damage sugar. your body. They just have to throw that in at the end. These are crap products. And these are the top selling products. If you go on Amazon, the top selling protein powders, if you go on Amazon and they and BCAs and protein powders. So basically, how does this help you guys? Let's use common sense. It doesn't. It doesn't help you. And then I like they have a little symbol monster that says gluten free. Oh, how nice of you. Oh my God. <laughs> so it's gluten free, but it's going to fry your brain. It's a bit like now. <laughs> it's going to fuck your gut up. Yeah. And it's going to give gluten you a sugar free. high, but it's, glu it's gluten free. So it must be good for you. I mean, come on, guys. Use common sense on this. Um, you know, and how many times we see people. They take supplements and they start. They come on the form and they complain. Oh, I don't feel good. Uh, this and that. But they keep taking the supplement anyway because yeah. their favorite yeah. social media asshole is promoting that product. So it must work. You really think that social media guy takes the product that he's 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 trying to sell you? He doesn't. He's a, he's a fucking liar. He's taking steroids and a ton of steroids and he's tricking you. So mobster, get into that a little bit and then we'll uh we'll continue. I, I've got to. Uh... A bit of advice for you guys, and this is on one specific ingredient, which, funny enough, is in Entugard from Need to Build Muscle, and it's one of those things you guys need to look out for. And then I'm going to let Steve bang the drum about spiking. So here we go, guys. Tribulus is a great ingredient in many products that are helping you protect your organs, okay? And Entugard, which we refer to with 45 ingredients, includes Tribulus on its list. So if it was just tribulus, it'd do something. But with all these other ingredients we got in there, you've got that. We've just done a podcast on this recently, guys. Give it a listen. And that's about every single ingredient in there and what it done. So here's the thing, right, guys. And I mentioned this to Steve in a pre-show, and, and, and it was what it, the way that I was going to go with this particular subject. So what you need to look at is what I call, the same as I refer to with uh, the glucosamine, not enough of an effective dose at all. And then here's the thing, guys. Tribulus is essentially a plant with leaves on. And those leaves contain an active part of the leaf, which is what helps us with our organ protection. When it first came out, we all wanted, and that's, that's not even necessarily what you're actually getting, guys, so you need to look out for this. For We all wanted the Bulgarian form, because that's where the original studies were done, 
the original studies were using, I think, product that was being grown in Bulgaria. And when the studies came out, they would have glued, like I said earlier on, a proper dose. They would have studied a small amount, a medium amount, and a high amount. And everybody went crazy for it, Steve, because we'd all been using other products for years. And then we went crazy for this tribulus because it was, look at the studies, look at the results. It's amazing. So what did some companies do? Some of them got hold of the really, really good stuff, the Bulgarian stuff. There was a certain limited supply, but they've got hold of it. They've got 30 tons, 20 tons, whatever. Other companies did not. So, uh, yeah, I've just, just seen, Steve, uh, you're correct. Uh, N2-Generate is a tribulus because it's a testosterone booster. I stand corrected. Not N2-Guard. So just you can still listen to the other podcast, guys. Right. So, tribulus. What happened was that there were some other countries that were growing a form of tribulus, but it wasn't. It didn't have that level of potency that the stuff that had been studied in the study had. So this is where you start to hear phrases like Steve will, will know about already. It's called standardized extract. You get it in CBD oils, 10%, 20%, 30% contains this amount in this particular product of the active ingredient. So in the case of tribulus, we wanted a standardized extract. We wanted the same level of potency, regardless of where it came from in the world, Steve, as was found in the product that had been studied. The problem was there were places, I mean, there were actually companies that were doing this, Steve. So it was companies that was buying whole proper leaves from Bulgaria, then someone else would buy from, I don't know, the Middle East or Somalia or something like that. And it was uh, a, 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 just a poor quality leaf. And there was other guys that were literally buying the stuff you find at the bottom of the barrel, the stuff that's after the machines process the good leaves. Here's this kind of residue, almost an ash, Steve, at the bottom. It would dry. It, the, 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 there was no standardized extracts. It was poor, but they could add it to their product and they could say that this is a testosterone. We've included tribulus. It's a testosterone brush. You're going to think it's amazing. But it wasn't a product that had been tested. It wasn't a product that had been studied. And it wasn't even at a because it wasn't standardized, it wasn't even an effective dose. And sometimes, even without being standardized, it wasn't at an effective dose, just in the actual volume of product that's gone into the ingredient, into their product itself, the ingredients gone into the products. It just wasn't even anything like that. So you had, you, and, and, and there was another one, Steve, which I'll touch on and I'll let you talk about spiking. There's uh, what's called proprietary formulas, where the main ingredient, if it's not listed first, means it's second or third, so they'll say that we've got this testosterone booster, but the ingredient ratios are completely wrong, even if they are standardized. And they won't tell you what the ingredient ratios are. They won't tell you what's in the product. So you don't know how to find out if that product gives you an effective dose. And sometimes they do. Sometimes they are. They just don't want their competition knowing what it is. But as often as not, they hide behind a proprietary product. They hide behind a proprietary formula. So you can't see, as the consumer, what you're actually getting. Oh, it's got those ingredients, but it's like making a cake with too many eggs or too much milk or too much flour. It's not going to come out like a cake, Steve. So it's not going to come out like a, a product that you're actually going to give you what you brought it for in the first place. So it's just kind of crazy, guys. Tribulus, done properly, dosed properly, standardized properly, like an N2-generate, is a fabulous ingredient. But there are a bunch of others that fall into the same way when it's low dose, non-standardized, and just percolated and or hidden. Talk about spiking, Steve, before we finish off. Yeah, so spiking, a couple more things I want to talk about. Spiking, number one. Look, the FDA, ever since the pandemic, 
they've been overwhelmed. They're understaffed. They're underfunded. Supplement companies know this. Supplement companies are going to cheat their balls off and hope they don't get caught. If they do get caught, they get in trouble. I mean, they can go get yeah. prison time. They can get huge fines. They'll at yeah. least get recalls, and that's going to lose them a lot of money. But FDA only checks 1% or 2% of supplements out there. That's just the facts. So you really have to trust the company you're buying from. So this is why I trust N2BM. They've been around yeah. for 20 years. Um, they know what they're doing when it comes to supplements. They use the best quality. They take care of their customers. Um, don't use these other supplement companies. They're very shady. They they break the rules. A lot of these guys, they'll actually get caught breaking the rules and then come back. And spiking is a big problem. Spiking can mean a lot of things. It can mean lying about what's in your products. It can mean lying about how much protein is in your products. They can say, oh, there's 50 grams of protein. There's only like 10. So there's all kinds of things they can do, but they know the FDA is overwhelmed and they push. They You see these people, they always push FDA sucks, FDA this, FDA that. The reason they don't want the FDA around is because they want to cheat you out of your hard-earned money and make you sick. And that's what happens. So we see these guys, they'll get like five years in prison and then like six months later, they're out of prison and they're right back. They're right back cheating you and right back selling supplements again. So you've got to know these sons of bitches and not buy products from them, okay? The other thing I wanted to talk about too is at the end of the line, a lot of these supplements out there that are sold, they just can't absorb in your body. So there's a, there's a like Mapster said, that's like making the cake or whatever, but there's a method to the madness of putting a supplement together. It's got to be able to absorb. So one of the things that I want to talk about really quick, Mobster, before I let you finish up your final thoughts was you see these protein in a pill supplements. We see the liver in the pill, uh, you know, kidneys in a pill, whatever. Okay. And it's, you're supposed to take it and it's supposed to be like eating actual animal organs, or it's like actually getting protein. It's <laughs> just not possible guys. That's not how our bodies work. These guys are sons of bitches. They they're, they're really motherfuckers that are promoting this crap because if this thing, if that was possible, every line in every zoo in the world, they would just give them a pill and that would yeah. be their nutrition. You can't do that. If you did that to your dog or cat or at home, just gave them a pill every day for their food, they would come, the animal control would come and seize your, your pet for, yeah. for animal abuse. So the thing that we can get the same effects as eating an actual animal organ, uh, you getting in a pill. I mean, that's just ridiculous and it's just not plausible. So these are how supplement companies lie, cheat, and they get away with it. And that's the sad thing is most of them get away with it. So it's up to you to be a smart consumer yes. and stay away from these shady, shady individuals. So mobster, finish up your final thoughts. Take us a disclaimer. Great show. Right. So back in the day, Steve, I done a 4,000 word article that got published on the biggest UK forum, even though they were sponsored by protein companies and it was all about the shady examples you just mentioned and uh, very quickly guys so protein spiking of protein products the trading standards in this country is done across the country the different parts of the country england scotland Ireland, well it's different counties they all have their own trading standards they do a similar job to the fda that you just mentioned and there are two tests one is essentially a nitrogen test and the other one is a very 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 expensive where they literally get the product broken down into its constituent forms that makes all certain ingredients are in there. You can't take it out, guys. You have to do individual tests to see what's in there. Is there enough of this? Is there enough of this? And so on. The protein test, the nitrogen test, is a cheap one. You literally treat it, 
see what the protein score is, see what the nitrogen score is, should I say more accurately. And then if it seems like it's a high grade protein because of the number, it looks like you've got a high quality product. But in reality, one of the ways of treating that test was, funny enough, when we mentioned this ingredient earlier on, by putting, for example, Steve, taurine and uh, glutamine and creatine in there. And of course, these are uh, kinds of amino acids. And so they can give a false positive for a high amount of nitrogen in a protein with very actually, and this is really crazy, Steve, containing that amount of protein. So the last one, before I take us into the disclaimer, company that was claiming to put into their product was uh, Colostrum. Colostrum is produced just after the, uh, or just as around the time that the baby cow was being born, and it's produced in great quantities for a certain number of days, and it was unbelievably expensive, Steve. Even now, it's stupidly expensive, even wholesale. I think it was £100, so about $120, per kilogram versus, say, $10 at the time for protein powder. There was a company that had claimed that they had a certain amount of colostrum in their products, and I went online and slagged them off big time because the amount they said they had in a product would have cost them wholesale more than the product. In other words, it was physically impossible, guys. And these are the kind of tricks that we're talking about. Low-dosed, poor products, spiked low-grade ingredients, no standardization. It's just horrendous. So we give you this podcast so you're informed. We recommend companies that we've used the products of personally and that we've got great reviews on because like Need to Build Muscle, with N2 Joint RX, with N2 Generate, with N2 Guard, we've used those products. We know they work. Like Steve says, they're creating, they're just creating it. It's amazing. It does what it's supposed to do. It does, as I say over here, with one of the adverts, what it says on the tin. And they're, and they're not charging you $30, $40. They're charging you a sensible price for a solid-ass product with next to nothing added to it because it's only got what it needed to have in it. Please note, we're not doctors and our opinions are ours. It's our view and based on our experience and views on the topic, a podcast for informational purposes and entertainment only, the freedom of speech and the First Amendment applies.